0: What's up, guys, and welcome to A is a Podcast, a podcast where we discuss a variety of topics from comedy, movies, and even mental health. Make sure you rate our channel and tell us what you think. And also follow DJ Sabotage, DJ S A B O T A J on all socials, and C-T-G-Martin, that's C T G M A R T. One zero on all socials. And now the latest episode of A hey! is a podcast with DJ Sabotage. You are now listening to a cutastic beat. Hell yeah, I want it all. i got involved it never been yeah, I it what's up everybody this is dj sabotage and it's a hey, it's a podcast how you guys doing today we got co-host ctg martin hey and we have our guest he came in before for our artist spotlight and now he wants to come in and and join all the fun i am just cause how are you
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You already know the vibes. <laughs> yeah, for
0: real. For real. Well, um, this is our season finale. I know it's crazy. I've been mentioning to some people who have been listening to the show, and they are kind of shocked by me saying that it's a season finale because we only have a select amount of episodes. But it's our season finale. The reason we got so many other guests coming up that we just can't, there's no way we gotta put them on season one. We gotta, we gotta, we <laughs> gotta get them all together and make this season two right. So, yes, this is our season finale. We're gonna go through each of these episodes that we had previously and discuss it. Things happen after these episodes. People had come forward and talked to us about these episodes. So this is our thank you th- to those listeners. And more information, call it a director's cut, call it a deleted scene. But this is what we're going to do.
2: It's the so, Nolan cut.
0: The no Nolan- <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> four hours. <laughs> for Snyder
2: cut. Snyder cut, my bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll <be> four hours. <laughs> It'll be four hours. Four hours. So Chris, overall, how you feel about season one? Let me know. Oh,
2: oh man, it was this has been uh, crazy. Um the amount of people that actually took the time to listen to every single one of uh, the episodes we've had blew my mind like i'm sure you guys know when you start any little project and you see it on facebook anything else people post up stuff you scroll right by it um really changed my outlook on that because i had no idea so many people were gonna like listen to it and have feedback i i had not mentally got myself ready for that um And for obviously anybody that's listening, that has been listening, you're gonna be listening to this one. So thank you so much uh, for the ideas. Um, I don't think I got a lot of criticism. I'd say we got a lot of praise Uh, and yeah, like everyone was so uh, bummed last week. They're like, where's the next episode? And I'm like, holy crap, we already have people uh, looking forward to this. So to each and every person listening, uh, subscribing, following, sharing, uh you guys are the real stars here because uh that that's like i said we were not chasing fame we just want to have some conversations get people involved um but everyone that's reached out and uh wanted to either you know help us with the design or give us some like topic ideas or say hey i know this guy that would be perfect for what you guys are doing uh that's awesome i did not expect to have this uh quick of a turnaround so Thank you guys so much. This has been uh, such a blast. And hey, I, I was one of those people too when Taj was like, all right, through, through you know season one, I'm like, what? <laughs> I've like, known people out there that are like, like episode 385 and we got to like episode six. Taj like, let's recap it. I'm like, but then when we sat down he kind of explained, you know, this is all new to us. This is how uh, I've gone through three different microphones in six episodes, like trying to get our sound right, trying to understand what the podcast is going to be about. So I I was, once we sat down and actually discussed it, it was like, Hey, how great would it be that, you know, we, we just get these first ones under our belt. Now we've got a little bit more direction. We kind of know what we want to do and we've got a little bit more of a structure. Let's do these little short intermittents and watch how we grow and watch how the podcast changes, which I think is going to be a really cool concept. Again, I like the fact that we got people talking about that. Like they only do like handfuls of like sections, you know, you know, we got stuff going on outside in our real lives too. So you know, we're not sitting our, our full-time day job. We can't dedicate it to every week. Sometimes we're not going to be able to link up. So I think just doing small bursts of stuff is going to be really cool to watch growth.
0: No, exactly. And it gives us time to breathe a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. collect some some thoughts. Yes, that week was really quick, but it allow us to, you know, upgrade the mics, get a clear thought, and, and just kind of run with it, man, like. And like you said, I, I've gotten a few people from work actually coming up to me and saying, uh, so, so when's the next episode? I, I'm called up. For me, I look at it as a Netflix kind of thing. If you ever look at Netflix, if you look at like Hulu, I believe Hulu does it too. But their seasons are very short. It's not like the CW where you damn near have 32 episodes and you're <laughs> still on the same season. Like, how is this possible? So to break it up um, for the listener, it, it kind of eased that a little bit. So you're like, OK, I, I finished season one. I feel like I, I accomplished something. So here comes season two. And wow. Yeah, they were right. There's bigger and better uh, artist spotlights. There's bigger and better topics that we're going through. There's bigger and better. We hear growth in both of these guys. You will see that and believe in the process, guys. Like we definitely appreciate each and every listener who came in, put their, their rating stars up. And really telling us how you feel and, and your input, we definitely appreciate each and every moment of it. But again, believe in a process; the process will be better.
1: So I feel, it. I feel it, especially as personally as a both a listener and someone who's you know been a guest on this podcast. Uh, I can see the growth that has already happened. With it. This is definitely something that's you know it's, it's groundbreaking for everyone. And the cool, the cool thing about this is, this is the t- type of thing that can encourage other people to get out and you know let their voices be heard. And it doesn't really take very much for you to get started. Like as you guys mentioned you, about going through different mics and having different mic qualities and trying to figure out what works for you. And you guys are complimenting the sound that you get from mine, and I'm just on my phone, so that it shows you like you can you can start from where you where you are and you can build up.
2: Yeah, I think we're heading there. Like, um, If anybody hasn't got a chance to uh, listen to the spotlight episode we did with Marquise, uh, please listen to that. And then please check out the spotlight we did with Wyatt Lutz. Working with Marquise, we kind of, you know, we had some ideas what we wanted to talk about. But then we the mental health gone. one, that was
1: another great one.
2: That was a good one. But I think the growth between the two spotlights, I think we were so much more prepared with after talking to you. And seeing what directions you wanted to talk about as an artist, I felt like we were so much more prepared with Wyatt. And he was such yeah. an awesome guest. And it really, I re-listened to that episode because it seemed like the most structured we've had so far. Uh, the conversations never hit any dead spots. We all, you know, it all hit. And I realized like a little bit more of that preparation before we do these things is key. You know, uh, some episodes, like it's good to just go in and talk about whatever the hot subject is and see where the conversation goes. But uh, as soon as we were done with that one with Wyatt, as soon as we stopped recording, like all of us were like, holy shit, that went so well. (laughs) Like that was so smooth and it just felt good. And so that's, you know, on my end for me, doing the homework, getting more information about the people we're talking to, you know, throughout the week, prepping some questions that lead into other things like that, that the time we talked, it seemed like it went by in a second towards like the first episode we did it seemed like we were talking for four hours and then by the end of it, we had like an hour's worth of material to use. And it was like, Oh, I didn't know what to say. I was kind of lost. So I think as we're all kind of getting comfortable, you know, in our, in our own roles here, I think, yeah, it's just going to be getting better. And I I'm super proud of every episode. Like I said, at, at some point, if we don't get our audio issues fixed out, that'll probably be the new name of the podcast. It'd be like, audio issues featuring Tosh and Chris. <laughs> That's actually
1: kind of a dope name for a podcast, actually.
2: Audio issues.
1: <laughs> Here we talk about how to troubleshoot your audio as well as issues you may run
2: against yeah, in the audio field. We try to talk about it. <laughs> you think
1: about it. It's like a whole format where you just talk about issues and everyone hears it via audio. It's perfect. This is the perfect name. <laughs>
0: uh Uh, so since we're reviewing everything we already reviewed uh, the super bowl in the previous uh, episode so just just in my fashion and uh, ctg martin knows uh, i like to throw curveballs so literally the next episode episode two was mental health we couldn't even talk about the weather we couldn't (laughs) we went straight in and talked about mental health. And, and let me say on my end, both episodes, part one and part two, I definitely gotten a lot of feedback. Um I got a lot of people who uh came forward and told their story and just let us know that they were they were glad that someone came up. And one person said, so I had to say this for her, it's very rare for male Species to even say that they have an issue, so for us to even put it on record and to post it and let it be what it was is remarkable. That is something that she has said. So, Miss Mulan, if you're listening, that is for you. Thank you for that uh, review. Um, and I completely agree. A lot of guys growing up, we we were taught not to express our feelings, suck it up, you know, and move on. Um, so we're, we're definitely making that platform for those out there who are alpha males or, or the sigmas or whatever. You can actually be yourself and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. And that is clearly okay. Those around you that feel like it is not okay, watch, watch part one and part two of the mental health. And part two, what I said, fuck them love you yeah um
2: and just don't let it be understated that when taj says he likes to throw curveballs like holy shit uh i have been uh fairly open in the past few years about talking about my struggles with just mental health and issues and um self-medicating and things like that so when we were going into this we didn't actually in the second episode have the, the prep or the Uh, conversations beforehand. And I just I I took it upon myself during recording it to be like, you know what, I want this thing to be real. I want to be real about it. And so where I thought I was really opening it up talking about my anxiety, and medication and self medication and self harm. When we we turn the page for the second part for Taj to go down the road that he went down to, and to share everything that he shared. I, that was not, that was not planned. That, that wasn't like, Hey, Chris, she's about to get real. <laughs> like, So my reaction in that second part of the mental health, that was genuine. Um, And I want people to know too, because I did have some people say like, you know, that y- your response man was so good. I'm like, listen, that's, that's how you should respond. It's completely okay to tell somebody, I don't know how to feel right now. Okay. When somebody gives you something, you're not, you know, totally mentally ready for it. it and people that are going to give people information that could be kind of heavy. Please understand that, like sometimes your friends or family, they might need a minute to process it. Um, because, yeah, like it was one thing that as I was sharing my stuff, I was like, man, this feels really good to talk about and I really hope somebody listens to it. And I hope that they take something from it to know that they're again, like we talked about in the episode, you're not alone. It's good to talk about. It. It's therapeutic. You can walk through it. When Taj had his part I just had to take a minute because again, for somebody that you think you know, as well as you do, you never know what somebody else is walking through, you never know the journey, not fully, you know, not not very many people 100% fully know the journey somebody's going through. So all you can do is try and be a friend, try and listen, I mean, truly listen, let them let them speak, let them have their peace. Because if they're confiding in you in that stuff, that means they trust you. And when people are struggling with these things, trust is a big thing. Once you break it, it's very hard to get that back sometimes. So be as understanding and as compassionate as you can be, be kind, be a good listener, and just let that person know that they can confide in you again in the future. That way they don't feel alone. And so yeah, I I wish I would have had some like, you know, quippy advice to throw at you at the time. But I think if I remember correctly, I told you I don't, I don't know what to say right now. I've never been in that situation i've never been in the things that you've gone down i can't sit here and be like i know exactly how you feel i've been on down that path because i hadn't so i i hope the the takeaway was that uh you know no one thought i was just like not trying to say anything or not have a response I, w- I was genuinely shocked as well as i'm sure most people were when they were listening um and so i i you know i hope that uh in the future, maybe maybe I have, you know, a be- better things to say, but you, you literally hit me with the, you know, the one, two, and I was just on the mat for a minute of like, I had to let you go back to talking again because I had to process everything that you threw at me. And I I always try to look at it from the perspective of the person that's, you know, talking at the moment. And for as long as I've known you, I just would have never guessed that, you know, life had taken you down that journey. And so. Again, I apologize for not being Johnny on the spot with it, but man, I, I really hope that people just took away from that, like the, the two-part episode, that that was just us. There was no, you know, we obviously ain't big enough for a script. There definitely wasn't anybody, you know, chatting back and forth like, oh, wouldn't this be cool to say or like that. we're just some real dudes trying to talk about real problem stuff, and I, I really like what you said too about, you know, alphas and, people not want to discuss things that are bothering them. I promise you try it. It feels amazing. Um, It can take such a burden off you. And again, I think when people realize they're not alone in, you know, situations, um, there's a, there's a camaraderie to realize that you can talk to people about stuff and maybe even see things that have helped them through it. So open lines of communication are good. That's the best part of like being alive right now. We have the most access to the most amount of information, and the ease of access to contact as many people globally, internationally, across the country, down the street. We've got every form of communication you could possibly ask for. Uh, use it. It's it's amazing how many people are anti-social now because of the access of you know Amazon and things like that. But use the platforms that we have. Use a podcast. Use your Facebook. Don't be afraid to be who you are. Um, and I, I'm to me, th- th- so far, those are the, the two episodes I'm the most proud of, personally. The, the mental health ones for me were just stellar.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and again, guys, like, literally, it was a text. We were, the second episode was supposed to be WWE versus AEW. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause it> was. <laughs> that, was, that was in our DMs. We were talking about it. And I was like, yo, I got to like catch up and everything. Like we were about to make that happen. And then we had a conversation about mental health and automatically that connected more. So I was like, you know what, (laughs) let's do that. (laughs) And we did it. Um, And man, like, and for me to you, Chris, like again, I, I said it in the episode that, you know, I thought you had your, you know, head on your shoulders and you you were the guy like I was jealous of your charisma like everyone thought I had charisma but realistically it was hey I had a you know couple liquid courages and you know (laughs) let's go like whatever sabotage comes out of that's what it was but but as me I was the shy guy so any any person who, who were able to just not say like he has that i don't care factor i was jealous of cuz i'm like shit i i can't just have that um so to to know your story uh and again that that took me back and and in detail that you were i, I definitely thank you for for expressing that because that's that is stuff that people won't uh talk about won't bring up won't even discuss the fact that they had that issue especially during work um men and, and for my end it I needed to say it. I think it was it was time for me to to speak. It was a lot of pressure on my end throughout the years that I never said anything to anybody. So that moment was my moment to kind of give everything out, close the book of that stage and move on. Um, Chester Bennington even said it in his uh, interview that demons always come around and it happens every day and and it's nothing like you can close a book, but that doesn't mean it's over. So I still have depression. I still have those moments and it happens more frequently than others. I'm now acknowledging the fact that I have them. Um, and I use different things to kind of soothe the motion a little bit. I, mean, I I will listen to motivational videos, um, podcasts. I will listen to like chill out music or like amplify music to kind of get me going throughout the day little things like that music is is my comfort music is my bff so that's it you know but it happens every day i just don't really you know fall into it i I acknowledge it and move forward so and again i want to mention this as well uh pug thank you for your your review and thanks for everybody else who's sharing their stories to us For those two, I am very proud of both of those episodes. I'm very proud of CTG Martin and myself to be able to speak the way we spoke. Um, Absolutely. And I think that, to me, that was the landmark of our episode and what our episode is all about, is bringing people up, positivity, and, you know, help one another shine. Um, And that leads into I Am Just Cause. Mm
1: -hmm. I know you're sitting over
0: there. Sipping. hey trying to, your- trying, trying to get your wwe2k on i know
2: <laughs> not <laughs> currently but you know hey that, that game's so fire by the way i have I- to give you uh props not not many well nobody listening to this knows this but we had a conversation uh just the three of us uh, a few weeks ago where i've been an avid wrestling video game fan since <sighs> original playstation Well, I go all the way back to Nintendo 64 Revenge up until about 2016, 2017. I really didn't like where the games were going. I didn't like the the story modes. So I haven't really touched a WWE game. And Marquis said 22 is going to be fire. And I'm like, yeah, that's what they said about 20. Kind of sucked. I didn't really like it. But reviews are out. It's blowing up. Almost it got a eight or nine on IGN. It's considered one of the best video games we made in the last decade. I've seen the graphics. I've seen uh, some transitions. It's it's all over TikTok. People are doing crazy stuff. You called it, bud. You called yeah, it's it fire, man.
1: I've I've been playing the My Rise part for like my own little character and developing them. It's just been I don't know. I, I personally love it. I'm ordering it. I personally I have- speaking, I've loved it.
0: I okay, so I am the old guy. I got it on physical, right? I pre ordered it. Okay, I was getting ready, and they called me and they said it's in transit, you had to wait for a couple of days.
2: So you mean like you have like a cartridge coming you got to blow in to use or what's that?
0: Yeah, you, exactly. That? <laughs> exactly. I had to use the, the cotton swab with some alcohol, you know, <laughs> get it going. But but thanks to thanks to the, the guy, he definitely helped me out. You know, I mean, I wasn't crying Kardashian style or anything because I understood knowing, working in retail, but uh, but he helped me out on that end. But it the, WWE 2K hits different. Guys, it's a, it's a completely different vibe. The, my biggest take on it, my biggest pro, is the controls. It is so responsive. My problem with the whole 2K series was the reverse button. Oh, yes, it was it terrible. I hated it, it. Could not get to it. Now, man, I am the reverse king is back. The reverse king is back. It, <laughs> I can't wait to get on online, you know, once their servers are up. Cause I know they're crashing right now, but man, it just hits different. It it's different. So as we're talking about wrestling, uh, we got theme songs. I, I, we just got a new theme song for the Wyatt Lux and you know, it's fire. It's dope. It's pretty good. But it's all right. It's, it, you know, it's, it's all right. Uh, all right. but, uh, but since we have, I am just calls in the building, uh, we want to know if we can even use like a, a snippet of I I want it all for our intro because that's kind of fueling us a little bit, man. We we gotta know this. Can can we use it?
1: By all <laughs> means, go for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey. We, we. I'll be honest. We weren't sure how that was gonna go. Now, just so you guys know, okay. Before we had, I'm just calls on. I got a little a little snippet, little little snippy snip of it, and. Uh Taj had a piece. He's like, check this out, man. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, that's really good. And then when it actually got released, and I got to listen to the whole thing with the music video, I, I cannot describe like this is my now morning hype song. This is my on my way to work right before I hit the building. That's the last song I listened to, just because every part of it is just there for me. It's like, go please go download it, check it out. Um Tell us about, I saw uh, we've been posting, we've been sharing all week. It's like one of your fastest songs get
0: a thousand downloads. Wait, 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 let me pop his collar real quick. Okay. Yeah, let me pop, pop his it's, it's, it's,
2: I, There's accolades everywhere all week. I did some, my whole Facebook page, my Instagram. It's I am just cause I am just cause it's like, damn, he's going.
0: Currently right now on YouTube, since its release of the music video in 10 days, 1.3 thousand views and it's over 2 thousand views on spotify right oh, yes. and let's reverse it back one of his tracks from the back of the days wild and free just hit 10k okay so now after i popped your collar i'm just calls. go ahead <laughs> and and let us know how you feel
1: I mean, I feel great. I feel great. and I feel like the sky's the limit. Like, granted, like, like I know these type of uh, accolades for some people don't seem like a major milestone, but to a guy who's been used to, like, getting, like, 100 plays a song for, like, years and stuff and just kind of working and just not letting the... Trying my best not to ever let the numbers deter me or keep me from pursuing my passion and what feels right to me. Like, to actually see... The numbers start to reflect what I've been working on and all the hard work I've been putting in it it's honestly there's no there's no right words that we will explain the way it feels because it's just like you you feel like you're finally being heard and no, you, you and deserve that, it, that that alone is just everything especially to an artist and any and like every artist and, and they'll always everyone will say you know you don't do it for the fame you don't do it for the cloud, you don't do it for this and all this other stuff but as an artist who makes music in the auditory form, you want to be heard, you want it to be, to be played. So when you see that happening, it's just, there's no words that can describe how great of a feeling that
2: is. No, it's, and, it's like the confirmation that you, you're you doing something right. And you, and you absolutely are. Like, again, like the, the video is amazing. Like I, I couldn't tell you how many friends I've had that have had like just little, Oh, we made a music video and it's like a guy on a Nokia 3210, like trying to follow him around in a garage. Like the the, the, the video is amazing. The the just the quality of it is awesome. The song's badass. I mean, yeah. And I, I made that comment to Taj. I'm like, what do, what do we have to do and how much is it going to cost us to get? I want it all as our opening track for the podcast because Every single lyric in that thing literally is dictating what we were talking about during the I Am Just Called Spotlight, being hungry, going out there and like having the drive like it's great. I have this. I want more. I want more. I want more. And that song just brings that. And like, I don't know, everything about that song to me just hits. And I just thought with the, the awesome intro that Taj has been working on for every episode and I really do like where it's at. I like the intro that he had. I even like the song that he had for the Wyatt one but I just in my head kept thinking if that little just beginning track of I'm like oh I want it I want it and then just be like hey that's just such a cool fucking like, opening I love it so much so thank you for letting us use that man I'm pretty excited By all means,
1: it's good Absolutely. to know that the feeling and that the message uh translate well to you because I feel like we all are, we've all been there we're all hungry we all are passionate we want something more um you know and we're here for that we're here to experience those things to grow to get more to get all the best that life has to offer us so i feel like anyone who's anyone who's anyone could relate to that to that
2: feeling of wanting
1: more and to pursuing it
2: nah it is good stuff man like i said anybody please go listen to it um I know a ton of people that have workout tracks. My wife is one of them. I told her about it. That's in her rotation now. She's like, man, that one just, it gets me going, man. She's like, his flow is just, it just is so consistent. It's like I said, the the message meet, like matches the sound. Everything about it is driving. Uh, Just to give you the same kind of vibes. I don't know if you've heard the rocks version with, I believe it was tech nine. It has that energy. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Like every time to put work,
0: Putting an hour since plus hour <laughs> came. My bad. My bad. My
2: bad. That, but I'm saying that's
1: what that I was heard. like. Probably one of the dopest compliments ever. I'm serious. That's that's funny. It,
2: yeah. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Damn, this sounds just like." It doesn't sound just like it. It's a. It's a completely different song. Different beat. The flow is even even be able to
1: translate that kind of energy. Exactly. Like similar energy. to someone like The Rock. Like it's. That's
2: that's a compliment and a half, my guy, and I appreciate that. Like seriously, like I said, man, you you created it. Be be proud of the creation. It's 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 the energy that you put into it. Uh, a lot of people might not realize how inspired so, uh,
1: some of my music is by The Rock. Actually, like I had a song uh, once upon a time ago that came out, and it was called Throw Up, and I actually quote quoted one of the old old songs that The Rock used to be in. it's where and he's it's where he says here's something you can't understand. The rock is just kill a man, that one.
2: I don't know if I've ever heard that. Yeah, it's an older one.
1: It's actually the first initial one that kind of like blew him up. Damn it, no, on got, The no, music scene. Uh it no, was with no, Y Clef, no. I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Y Clef. because uh, he says it doesn't matter whenever Y yeah. Clef says something. Yeah. Huh.
2: Damn, I always thought his opening was just his wrestling thing. So, <laughs>
1: so he did that one wide clap, and then he did another one. He's like, "Here," where it's like, "Here is something you can't understand." The Rockettes, just Cuba, man! Like he, that was around that same time frame. If I played it, you'd be like, "Oh my
2: god!" See, I thought his intro music was like. So I, I what was can paying homage to him in a few songs. So. Welcome. I thought Moana was his big breakout.
1: Oh well. Obviously, is a big thing for him, but that, that came later. Like, these songs, he did these, like, back when he was still a wrestler.
2: Damn it. Now I'm doing homework while we're talking. <laughs> Wayne Johnson music. You got me interested now. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, so since we're talking about The Rock, let's talk about the WWE. Let's talk about the AEW. Since we're already in here, in the room with three wrestling fans. We, let's let's go with it. Let's segue into that. Let's say that.
2: There's a lot to unpack with that.
0: So let's do it this way. What is your top five wrestlers of all time?
1: <laughs> first, of all, first and foremost, we're going to go with Randy Orton. I don't care what anyone says. That man is a legend. He ain't even made it into the Hall of Fame yet, but he's guaranteed Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. There would be the rock. There's no way you're leaving the rock out of any conversation. He can stop wrestling for the rest of his life, but he's always gonna be a top tier. For sure. And then because I'm an old school guy, Steve Austin, he's gotta be in the conversation. Yep. He he was groundbreaking. Oh okay, wait. So does this conversation only include WWE or are we also <laughs> talking other brands? Because that's, Let's that's talk about other brands. Guy.
2: Let's go for it. Let's You're go for doing it. Top, top five just ever anywhere. Ooh, that, that makes it harder, actually. Why yes. it is, I feel like at least our top three Mount Rushmore is going to be the same. I think you have, at least for me, you have Rock, you have Stone Cold. You have Undertaker. Right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. And Undertaker right the there. Phenom. Yeah, I can't change those top three. You know, Shawn Michaels, I guess, is debatable for some people, but you, you cannot deny Rock, Stone Cold, Undertaker at all. Anybody that does, you're wrong. I'm sorry. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> like, it's just those three are in, I think. So no. oh,
1: so my, my, my top five would have to be Randy Orton, The Rock, Steve Austin, Undertaker. And I'm going to have to throw one to Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt was, he was different, my guy. He was fire, and I don't feel like
2: he was utilized as as well as he should have been. Agreed. They they wasted that. The entire Fiend arc could have been the next twenty years for them, and they they really messed it up. Yeah, why it was why it was fire? Like if there was any person that they could
1: have had to pass the torch and carry on the whole Undertaker vibes and the Phenom and stuff, that was the
2: guy right there. Yeah, yeah they'll ne- they'll never have somebody even close to that. I don't think because. That was the first time I remember in a very long time, short of like Finn Balor, that people bought into the character. Yeah. Uh, so, exactly. That, exactly. a hard, you, stuff. You, a
1: hard you, stuff. You, you cared about Bray Wyatt's uh, character development. It was just,
0: you know, he was different. Yeah. And was to say about him, his stage presence was, a, was electrifying. He, he solidified himself as the greats just for that alone when the, the lights the go out and the theme song kicked in, everyone had their lights out and all of it was unified. It gave you chills because everyone knew the excitement. Insane. He, yeah,
2: he. there's so many wrestlers that the WWE have wasted. I mean, look what Matt Cardone is doing right now between the 38 promotions he's wrestling into, but he's becoming one of the better heels on in the indie circuit and but you know they wasted him as the boom 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 guy for ten years.
1: At the same time, you got to realize the WWE has so much talent; it, it must be hard to get them all, like yeah, I'm actually worried. rotating yeah.
2: constantly. And I'm worried AEW is about to start running into that problem.
1: Oh yeah, because they're just picking up all the old WWE characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: I think I think purchasing Ring of Honor was genius. That gives them a chance to have if if they do like with Ring of Honor what they're doing with AEW that'll give them two nights a week to have two shows now you've got four episodes a week to disperse this talent a little bit more and help these younger guys come up but man top five i'm gonna stick to my my original three like i said for for me i'm gonna put stone cold as number one um because when i think about like uh, just greatest um, the story arc where stone cold wasn't himself anymore during the invasion. Uh, and he was sitting at the bar drinking while like the WCW guys. Um, and I believe it was ECW were like beating the crap out of everybody. And he showed up in the back arena, came out of his truck with a pull cue. walked <laughs> out <at laughs> all the way to the ring music hits. He comes down best moment of me in wrestling history ever jr oh he's walking he's talking someone's about to get their ass what stone cold (laughs) comes ring, 39 stunners passed out gets up throws throws his hands up sits in the corner just the best i mean the absolute best and so for me stone cold always be number one it just maybe it's you know the white trash i have in me i'm just like that's my guy He's, uh, he's represented- Austin
1: was a lot of people's guys. I mean, he re- he represented what everyone wanted to do. The you know, yeah. the give the finger to your boss and knock him out. Like who didn't feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, he, and- he tapped into that because he did just that.
2: <laughs> the the commitment he had. And that's why I have to give rock number two, because for me, I think the rock did more. I think the rock was a more electrifying, more exciting. Uh, better wrestler, but I think that's what exactly made their promo for I want to say
1: The Rock is hands down probably the most
2: charismatic person
1: in WWE. To for ever sure. That's hands for down. Sure. And like I think no this- one no one owns the mic like him. No one has the stage presence as him. No one has like he's he's
2: he's an undeniable character. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say my favorite feud of all time was Stone Cold and the Rock and the oh, yeah the promo they cut, I believe it was SummerSlam 97 maybe 90. I can't remember what year, but I just remember the song was Limb Biscuit. And that promo, Hands Today, is the best promo i ever seen. It was like a cut reel of everything. I think that was during the Undertaker rolling phase. Yeah, I think it, I think it was, but I think it was a SummerSlam. And I, I've rewatched it a hundred times. I just can't remember one
1: of year. my favorite. Cuts, cut scenes they every day was probably the promo they did in the ring where, oh, yeah, uh, every day the whole invasion thing with WCW. Then, yes, oh man, and the him and the rock were going back and forth and they started singing together in the ring.
2: Oh my god, (laughs) hilarious! Ah man, but yeah, number three would be Taker, and he honestly could be higher. I mean, to me, you could take any three of those men and. They can share the number one spot in my heart because, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, yeah, you know, if you're just a casual wrestling fan, you know who the Undertaker is, and that's great. If you're a very heavy wrestling fan, like I think all three of us are, you know all the backstory stuff about him being the head of the court and how he literally would uh, give up spots. Um th- This wrestler Maven, okay, won the first ever. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch of nothing yeah, he would he would help make careers that's that's yeah. what the undertaker did man. He,
1: yeah
2: he told him during i think it was the royal rumble or some over the top battle royal drop kick me out the kid was green no one liked him thought he was a reality tv show guy but that the undertaker he could he could have been like the triple h of wwe and made demands and said we're doing this we're doing that i'm looking great all the time uh he didn't he, he did the same thing with cody rhodes during royal rumble Let him take. He took some bumps before he threw him out. When all Cody was supposed to do was go out there, get beat up, get thrown out by the Undertaker, and Cody, he's like, "No, hit me with a drop kick." I've watched. You can't have that 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 span of a career, and have literally probably close to nobody say a bad thing about you, and not be considered if not the greatest. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, he's he's right up there. Now, this this one, I'll, I'll I'll take some heat for number four. Okay. And I'll, and I'll explain it i'll explain it only because i do think there is ridiculous talent elsewhere and only because of my love for comic books and how great of an adaptation this was i gotta put sting at number four
0: yes
1: you know what? i was sitting here thinking about that i was like i was like i'm surprised none of us has brought in sting into this conversation i had to the vigilante mr H- hang out up in the rafters and
0: um, I, I was i had him power. i had him on my list like i was literally typing sting out and i took him away <laughs> and there was a reason behind it but yeah go ahead <laughs>
2: uh for anybody that doesn't know what inspired the sting costumes amazing movie called the crow uh it's based off a comic books please go watch it read it, it it's all amazing um and if the the rumor mill is true that jason momoa is going to be rep- reprising that role i'm a little excited but a little upset um uh, unfortunately, Mr. Momoa has painted himself kind of into this whole uh, badass, I'm a beast warrior kind of archetype. And uh, T'wir the Crow has that to him. He has a completely uh, amazingly depressing emotional side too. That um, I think yeah. Brandon Lee brought out better than anybody Let's be real, ever Crow will. Crow
1: is a sad boy, a sad boy who turned to vigilante. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And he was a musician, and he, you know, w- had compassion on for some things like small children and drug addicts so like there's a there's a very deep side to the crow there but um the sting concept to be able to look at that and be like okay i'm gonna draw from this but not completely just rip it off you know like with fake diesel and fake ramon <laughs> to be able to make it his own uh, for as long as he did to be such a journeyman for the wcw to be one of the guys that refused to flip because he knew he would lose the the character creativeness of who he was Um, and even the things that he's doing now with Darby Allen, like the things he did in TNA, some of them were absolute shit, but some of them were really good. The main street mafia was kind of a cool concept to see him out of paint. Um, the Joker sting was a little, yeah, but I, it had its really cool kind of crazy moments. Uh, him and Hogan's feud in TNA was actually really good, but uh, yeah, the longevity the man has, um, the, Again, the same thing. I I can't find people talking bad about him. And he, too, is also one of those guys that seems like consistently is trying to get the next generation of wrestlers ready uh, to take the torch. So I just always love Sting. Um, I really I struggled almost to put DDP in there because DDP was the stone cold of WCW for me. He was the working class hero. He wasn't the great wrestler. He was the guy that would go in there and brawl with you. And I mean, he had the diamond cutter. So,
1: Bruh, Diamond you
2: know. Dallas Page will forever be a legend. Um, yeah, he's. I'm he's, very. Uh, speaking yes. of him, I was very saddened by his
1: WWE stint that they did. They definitely yeah. like they had it. They they had it set up for a good feud with him and Undertaker and everything else, and they majorly dropped the ball with DDP after that.
2: You know, honestly, I think everything that happened, and I've watched a lot of documentaries on it. <sighs> so it
1: that whole weird.
2: Stunk. you was to say so the white thing that was just yeah, like so few of the WCW guys got really good arcs, and I think that was Vince's like screw you to Ted Turner. Like all your guys have to run over here, and so I'm just gonna make them look stupid. I'm gonna give Perry Saturn a mop head. I'm gonna you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? God. Like it's just so many people got shit. Stupid moppy thing. Oh yeah. my god. I think some guys came out on top. I think Booker T's career got better for it, um, but not a lot of guys. I mean, and again, i, I obviously uh, a guy that I really want to put in my top five. And if we're just strictly talking wrestling, as a fan for me, Chris Benoit was one of my favorites growing up. Every time yeah. that <laughs> he was—he was, he was solid. And he it just—it's awesome. it's his outside life that people never yeah, his wanted, outside life know. stained his reputation so hard hard understandable but good lord and the same and the same with jeff hardy jeff hardy would probably be my number five um if it wasn't for his outside stuff the one match i watched between sting and jeff hardy where jeff hardy was highly intoxicated was one of the most embarrassing things i've ever seen and i'm such a just i like matt but i love jeff jeff was the charismatic enigma he was the creative behind everything and Every wrestling game I had that was the first person I played was. I always got my ass kicked because he's a high flyer. <laughs> One suplex. I'm like, and I'm down for 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, him and him and Edge were all my auto two picks. Uh, I usually fared better with Edge. But, um, yeah, I just I always loved those, those out there, kind of off-the-wall characters. So, I guess, yeah, for me, I got Stone Cold. I got Rock. Which, by the way, another thing I don't think a lot of people talked about the reason I think the Stone Cold Rock dynamic Two was so big is if, if, if I remember correctly, when that promo hit, wasn't uh, rock time, corporate rock. I think he was. Uh, yes. He did have a corporate stint then for a while. And I think that's what made it even better is you have the rock who looks like he's literally, you know, built in a lab he's chiseled. He's clean cut. He's for the corporation. He's the bad guy. He's a better wrestler. He's this and that. And then you got the guy that drinks a bunch of beer, just likes to fight and whoop your ass. You can't build that tension anymore because they can't have characters like that a lot anymore. AEW's pushing it, but like you can't have a guy go out there just smashing beers on his head, you know, old Sandman ECW style. Like the WWE unfortunately painted themselves into a very small corner. So they can only do so many new and innovative things. So they just went in a lot more family
1: friendly direction because obviously they wanted to be more of a household name still.
2: And I don't know, man. I don't know less, if you saw...
1: with less ruffling feathers.
2: I was going to say, I don't know. Maybe they're switching up. I don't know if you saw Nikita Lyons, but goddamn.
1: Well, um, to clarify. Actually, you know it's funny that you mentioned her? Um, so <laughs> Nikita Lyons is actually, so she's. Uh, all right, there's this whole crew that I'm a part of uh, with one of my homeboys. Uh, I've mentioned them to you guys before, Smooth Galaxy. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, which be part, whole, of, which would be part we, of the guest soon. I'm gonna just go and say it right now.
1: Yeah, we have a, we have a, a basically a squad, and it's called Playmakers, and it's just basically people who make plays or doing stuff or like actually, you know, out there grinding, going after for whatever it is you seek. Um, and she is actually a part of that. <laughs> no shit. Yes. So
2: we have a WWE superstar who is actually a part of the squad. (laughs) Wow. That's Uh, awesome. Which by the way, crazy talented for being green. I was very very surprised. Like I kind of hope she drops the whole like karate gimmick thing, but that girl is, has no fear from what I've seen. She's very self-confident, great with promos. She self-promotes very well on social medias and stuff. So yeah, she's got she's gotten a very unique look. She looks like she's got a lot of talent. And, yeah, like, she's a girl that is built different. Yeah, she's blowing up quick on, the, on yeah, the WWE, she's too. Catching she's it. Catching definitely it. Definitely making, making her
1: way. All right, so let me drop my number five. She'll be on the main roster so. in no time. She's already, like, in NXT and stuff, so it's a matter of time before you see her on
2: Raw or SmackDown. For sure, for sure. All right. So last, so after Sting, this is more of a more of a personal pick, because for one, I again I follow the business outside of just the shows. Secondly, beyond that, I have a personal connection to this wrestler. I feel like he's extremely underrated uh, for what he's done and what he's still doing today. But Al Snow, Mister Alan Sarver, Mister lima ohio
0: let's go (laughs)
2: um my mom (laughs) went to school with him they went to school together they were friends i've met him on a couple occasions uh he did a couple shows in the lima area back in the day i'm sure he probably maybe saw some involvement around here now i know he's doing some stuff in indiana i just saw on his uh twitter the other day but uh I would consider him what if if you don't follow wrestling a journeyman. It's a person that's with the company for a long time, uh, maybe get lower to higher mid tier, never much past that. Uh, but they're a person that's there week in week out. They're playing the role. They're winning a few matches. They're probably losing a bunch of matches. They're they're covering the press conferences. They're doing the signings. They're doing the non TV shows. I mean, I can't even tell you how long he was with WWE forever it feels like um but again it it was it was somebody that my mom knew and went to school with and then when I met him uh he was super personable uh just a just a personal favorite of mine was Al Snow even with the with head and the help me (laughs) I was perfectly fine with all of it actually that was probably one of my favorite uh arcs he had other than again what he was doing in TNA uh he was kind of taking on the veteran let's bring up the younger kids role too and to me i just appreciate that in wrestling i I think there are so many selfish wrestlers you hear the stories about triple h you hear the stories about cena um you're kind of starting to hear some stories about seth um that they're just very selfish they don't ever want to paint themselves in negative lights so for for a grown-ass man that realizes like hey i'm never going to be above this so if i got to go out there and take some nasty bumps or you know let, let these kids that don't really know what to do and make some mistakes and my body take the the brunt of it while they're learning how to master their craft and taking their shots. I just have a level of respect for that, that I don't think uh, en- enough people appreciate, you know? So yeah.
1: yeah but-, but at the same time, there's something to be said about like bumps and bruises are going to happen. Right. But that's honestly why they have the performance center. That's, that's where you learn that stuff. That's where you yeah. get past all those bumps and bruises you learn. I mean, granted, it's probably going to be different when you're in front of a live crowd, audience, because more emotions are going to come into play.
2: But that's true. That's true. But if I had to go just off like talent wise, it's Jericho. It's Chris Jericho, number five. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's too good. He's—he's uh, he's insane. Like I said, Al, I Al, Alan Sarvin, I love you. If you—if you somehow ridiculously somehow listen to this and remember my mom and want to get a hold of us and come on the podcast that'd be great whatever I'm, i put you in the top 5 with the rock just remember me um but <laughs> no, it, it, it's it, no to me it's chris jericho um wcw wwe AEW um ring of honor yeah, remember jericho was the first
1: ever undisputed world heavyweight
2: champion yes, yes. they people <laughs> sleep on him
1: they sleep on him too much oh no i was a big jericho fan never oh, yeah. sleep on jericho
2: yeah, his uh, what he did in AEW with um starting with the Lionheart and then switching to the Y2J, switching to the List of Jericho, switching to was it the Painbringer with New uh, New Japan, then switching to Les Champions with AEW. It's like I I it's so hard to reinvent yourself, and for him, it's like turning a, a, the page in a book. Oh, here's another great thing that people are gonna buy. Oh, here's another. You, you already know a wrestler that grew on me that I
1: did not, I wasn't a fan of at first. but He grew on me. There but it, it. it took him going into WWE to actually grow on me. Going into WWE? Who's yeah. that? AJ Styles. Oh. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was never a big AJ Styles fan until
2: WWE. That's, I kind of. Awesome. G- I can agree with that. I, I appreciate the work he did with TNA and Impact. Uh I did too, but I just wasn't a super fan of it. It was like, yeah, it was the hair. He had to get that soccer mom hair.
0: <laughs> the soccer mom. Oh man. So. Oh man, that hair. Oh, that the little swoop <laughs> on the side. That little swoop. Sometimes.
2: No, he and again, he's probably he's, and that's where it's so hard to talk about top five because like if you want to talk about like. Top five most popular, that's a list. If you want to talk about top five most powerful, that's a list. You want to talk about top five most technical, you've got AJ Styles is in that conversation. Dean Malenko is in that conversation. Shawn Michaels is in that conversation. So it's hard, man. It's just like music when somebody's like, give me your top five greatest artists. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) You know who's breaking into my top five that I didn't expect, though? Who's that? Roman Reigns. He's oh, a yes. for so
1: yeah. long. as it like honestly face like when he was like the you know the happy the hero type I, I just i wasn't feeling it yeah but hill roman reigns is a force to be wrecking right He's right. <laughs> probably the the best right now i mean yeah I, i'm, like, I'm here them making more. him a hill was the best 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 call for wwe ever
0: and yes. you know what though and you know with roman the growth in him as a superstar insane. It is it's insane. Cause you can tell, you know, certain, certain weeks, you can tell what he was trying to figure it out and trying to like get it going. And it wasn't really working. And then now he's this, the guy and yeah. he's doing his thing. Like, that's just amazing. That's just amazing to, to see the growth in that.
2: I, when we, when they first came out, when they first attacked, I believe it was Ryback was their first victim as the Shield. Oh my God! Don't get me started on Ryback. I was I was not a fan of Ryback. Ever. No one's a fan of Ryback because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> you know, you know how you know how bad Ryback is. We could probably get him on this podcast next week just by asking. And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, brother, yeah." I just, I just, See I me know. more.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I respect as a as a WWE superstar, respect that. But I just never a fan.
2: I don't. I uh I follow him on TikTok and all he does is talk shit about everyone involved in WWE. He talks shit yeah, about because he's because he's bitter. He is. He he was he was he was trash. He hurt people. He didn't take Goldberg, same thing. No. Like I, I like Goldberg and I respect what he did in the business, but the number one thing people need to understand about wrestling is when you're taking bumps or you're you're taking moves, it is completely up to the opponent to ensure your safety. You, you're, you're the one putting your body in the air, flipping, doing this. There are certain moves and ways to do them. They've been practiced. They've been tried. They've been trued. And one of the reasons so, that
1: Undertaker is one of the best at it ever.
2: Yeah, right. He's right. Absolutely, same with Cena. I've heard nothing but great. Uh, I was watching the round, uh, round table, and it was Kane, Big Show, and Mark Henry. And they said, isn't it just crazy when John picks you up? You just you just know you're secure. Like, he ain't shaking. He ain't gonna p- about to put you on your neck you're flipping you're landing on your back he's got you like so yeah there are just certain wrestlers that make sure that the jericho there's a highlight reel on youtube of him saving people's asses making himself look bad but yeah hardy went to do like a whisper in the wind slipped on the top turnbuckle it was about to dump on his own neck Uh, jericho dove over real quick and kind of caught him and acted like he took a hit he did the same thing with um neville Neville did a, a a flip over, a kip over off the top rope as Jericho's running to him, landed, messed up his knee. He went to do a roll-up. The ref wouldn't finish the count. Uh, so then he like rolled back on top of him again, and like Neville's leg was nasty. Ref finally counted it. Jericho gets up, instantly, like gets in the rush case. Like, Next time, count it, asshole. He's fucking hurt. Like, it's just there's certain guys that they just do the job well.
0: Right. So Here's my top five. I'm not going to put them in any order because, you know, typically it is what it is. But for (laughs) me, there's reasons behind it, childhood reasons behind it as well. So, here is the top five in no order at all. Mankind. Reason, well, Mick Foley. Let's put it out there. He has many faces and we have to respect each and every character that he puts on the table for the business and all, and One of the best characters
1: ever to recreate himself multiple times. Absolutely.
0: And the bumps and bruises, that is a Hall of Fame on its own. He went from Japan to the WWE in the midst of all of it. And let me tell you the Hell in the Cell with Undertaker is by far the best match ever. Because that could have turned a whole different lineup. So mankind and man, how the hell is they it broke new walking? grounds with that match?
2: Well, I'll because, tell you too. I, the, just like some other wrestlers, there'll never be another Mick Foley. No,
0: not not whatsoever. <laughs> so the next one is Jeff Hardy. I'm putting him on the list. He inspired Jeff Hardy me. Was always a daredevil though, fire. You know, yeah, he's a daredevil. Same concept. He put his life on the line literally, and. And he was a big inspiration for me as far as confidence was concerned. I mean, if you can pull up some of the old pictures of me in high school, there's always <laughs> there's always the fingers and and in, in the mouth and the, the movements of Jeff Hardy. Like that was the big thing. He he has put in a lot of work for the company. Yes, there's a lot of uh, personal issues that he has, but just like you know we said, mental health is stuff that we gotta gotta work on. And something that happens every day, so you got to give work. When it's due, and that will be Jeff Hardy next. Obviously, Mr. Mark Calloway, Undertaker, like like you guys are already said. So I have to, I don't have to say too much. He is the guy. Like he is he is the the brother that you need in in the locker room that that would give on. you that advice. While on the
1: subject of Undertaker, he's finally yeah. going into the Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, as of this year. yes, good. About time. About damn time. So, Undertaker. Now, next, obviously it is Dwayne Johnson. Only reason is how much that he carried that company along. Like, there were so many uh, uh, superstars, Hulk, Mark Calloway, um, you know, Stone Cold. You have these guys that came out from the business to do something in Hollywood and did successful, but not as big as The Rock. Right now, dude it's not even that like you gotta you gotta think of the facts
1: like when anyone talks about wrestling you like ask any person like, oh you a fan of wrestling even the people who don't watch anymore it's like oh yeah i used to watch it all the time i grew up watching it i used to love it back when it was the rock steve austin undertaker that's all you would hear every time maybe every now and then you get a hulk hogan or a macho man randy savage fan who says something like that but it was always those three
0: no, exactly. Like, and, and what's great about The Rock is um, he carries his career on his back. So no matter if you see him as Dwayne Johnson, you see him as The Rock, you see him as Maui, you see him as Terramata, you see him as, you know, it's about drive, it's about power. Like, all these things he carries on his back, and he is highly grateful for it, and he is humble for it. I mean, even with the young rock TV show, he talks about WWE, so he always brings it back home. The next, um, I would say, and I had I had, I had a lot of, I had Sting at first, and I removed him. I had Gangrel at first, and I removed him. And I thought about it: this this superstar, this diva, needs to be recognized in mm. in her fullest glory because she was the first woman to come in and challenge a man and my god let her do it (laughs) her name is china
2: china wonder of the world
0: the ninth wonder of the world and she deserves every flowers that she should have gotten before she left this earth but the next one i would say is the honorable mention and it's a reason of honorable mentions because that's i feel like that's our Podcast is about uplifting and, and achieving our dreams and you know pushing forward to do what you want. The Miz, not tell you why.
1: <laughs> no, the Miz is the sh- No, the, no, I respect this already. But for all intents and purposes, one of the greatest WWE superstars, especially from breaking out into reality TV, then going to there, he made that place his home. That's he it, owned it. Yes. he is on everything he's done movies he's yes done promo. The, the, like the, the weight or the work he's done for wwe by himself no no
2: i i feel that and i respect that and he's one of the top five like uh guys on the mic too and, yes and, let,
0: and let's put it out there this man is a definition of every child's dream those who watch MTV real world and watched this dude from beginning, from the, from the beginning of that season to the end, all he talked about was, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be in a superstar. I want to be in a WWE. And that he was did. way before. And look where he's <laughs> at now. I am just cause already said it. Hmm. So highly on my, you know, honorable mentions, but it's the highest highest grade of honorable mentions. And be, before everyone says anything, rest in peace to Nancy and Daniel Benoit for that situation. Um, yeah. And clarifying about the WWE and family friendly. They were, they were doing, they had a lot of lawsuits um, during the Attitude Era. Um, one that really hit them the most was the uh, the family organizations that went on ahead and sued them.
1: We're paying homage to people like Benoit. I just got to say this. Shout out to Eddie Guerrero. Like, Absolutely. He, he Absolutely. Needs be, he needs to be mentioned. Latino, he
2: needs to be mentioned.
0: Absolutely. And
2: I'll tell you what. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, there for a while when the WWE, uh, whenever somebody passed away or left, they were doing those like, uh, uh, com- how how's I fuck this word up? Commemorative videos. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes was absolutely amazing and it brought a tear to my eye the first time I heard it like the song from Philip Phillips fit perfectly the the message is like you gotta you gotta drive you gotta follow that your hand hold my hand like everything like oh my god I missed those videos like they kind of did one for China but it was like eh. but man the Dusty Rhodes one the Mae Young one I, I I wish they did more of those like they had a chance like Fit Finley's was kind of eh. Like, I wish anytime they had influential stars that pass, celebrate their career. Uh, you know, we were just talking about this at work the other day that, you know, when people get, when there's negativity at the end of someone's career, that doesn't negate from the art or the thing that they created. Um, and I, I'm, I'm back and forth on how I feel about that yet, because it was just like a, a new concept thrown at me. And I can't remember who exactly we were talking about. But I think it was one of those things like Louis C.K., Like, because he did dumb stuff and he got canceled, does that take away from the endless amounts of hours I laughed at his comedy that he had on all the stand-up specials? Or like with Kevin Hart, the stuff that popped out with him, uh, with his wife and stuff, does that take away from all the movies and shit that I appreciate that he did for being funny? And I feel the same way, especially with wrestlers. Like, if they have an outside thing, Jeff Hardy is a perfect example. He's had countless issues, probably with mental health and addiction, things like that doesn't take away from the fact he dove 60 foot off of a a scaffolding through 19 tables on his own brother that he had taped at the bottom like or the the ladder matches with the the Dudleys and stuff so I I refuse sometimes like when when it comes out late like if I know someone's a bad person at the time and they're doing nasty stuff like a lot of the guys in the click I, I can then look at everything that they get or everything that they've gone through is tainted a little bit like do I think Triple H is one of the best wrestlers ever? Sure. Do I think he was handed at every single corner for 10 years? Yeah. I think he also buried a lot of guys. Um, so I just, you know, when it comes to like a Benoit or, you know, anybody that has a a, a China, they China was going through a ton of stuff. If you haven't watched, uh, the documentary Joni, please go do it. Uh, Mick Foley brings it up every year on her anniversary um, it's extremely sad to see how she got absolutely screwed um, because of the Triple H-Stephanie McMahon situation. Uh, she really was an absolute one of a kind. Um, and she was literally the sweetest person in the world. And then when the WWE built her up to be what she was and then took away every option from her, she had to go to alternate you know terms to maintain a paycheck and then they use the fact that she did things like playboy which by the way ton of people have a uh, ton of people have done pornography they've made the hall of fame but because of personal relations between certain wrestlers there they've there been comments like well we don't know if you know she'll ever make it there because you know in fact i believe it was triple h's slimy ass that mentioned it in an interview you know i have young kids and they go to search up china wwe you know you know it's going to pop up on that website and i'm like really dude like really you want to talk about the the stars that have been in the wwe and what might pop up i'll look i'll look up tori wilson right now i've looked up sable i've looked up trish stratus and they all had the same results so it's it's a piss poor excuse for to me a guy that i really loved growing up in triple h and as i've gotten older He's kind of a piece of shit in all reality. And it's it's gross that they absolutely ruined that girl's life. Um and yeah, like I said, such a talent, but it is what it is, you know. That's it's I guess it's kind of the business anymore. And I feel I feel so bad for so many of these guys that are putting every Ricochet. Ricochet to me just it breaks my heart how freaking talented that guy is and how they just don't
1: well, it's good on. that they're finally doing something. He, they he he he's right now a champion. So yeah, yeah. I mean good. it's shouldn't have taken this long like no just 100% agree uh he's, he's definitely probably one of the highly most talented people on the roster but
2: yeah I just want him to go back to the indies I just I, every every week I want to have him and uh Will Ospreay have a match and I'm cool I'm content for the rest of my life it's not even it's not even anything to
1: worry about though like because honestly anyone they don't use just ends up at AEW and then they end up shining
2: over there it's true that is true I mean all right, let me ask you guys this. Who, who do you guys see as the future of wrestling? I'll go last. I think there's going to be a big push for Riddle. 100%. could see that. I could see that. Especially with Randy likening the way he is. That's a that's a good ear to tug on for advice, you know? Yeah. Taj, who are you thinking?
0: I would have to catch up on that, so I would have to pass on that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched... Uh, WWE lately in, in so long. Yeah. So I can't really tell you what I what I want to see, you know, coming up because there's you know NXT I have to catch up to.
2: I I have to go outside of WWE and I gotta go MJF. That guy. Uh, yeah, they they're doing a big storyline with him and CM Punk. It's huge. It's huge. And I'll tell you what, his His range is insane. I watched what he did with Jericho last year or two years ago, where they were like buddies, and he turned. I'm watching what they're doing with Wardlow, and he turned. I'm watching what he did with Punk, and he super turned on him. Uh, And he believes 100% in KFAB. He literally uh, flips off seven-year-old kids that want to take pictures with him. (laughs) (laughs) He will not break character. And when he does, it's so great. Like, every now and then you'll catch a smile from him when a kid's just like, yeah, I could kick your ass. (laughs) He's like, "Mm." but, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, that kid has nothing but potential. And if he just keeps surrounding himself with the people that he's surrounding himself and working with the people he is, Holy shit. Wardlow again could be another one. That's another breakout one. I, I ain't gonna lie. My stock right now is an AEW. I have a feeling they'll fizzle out like WCW did so I'm just enjoying Ooh, the ride. I don't know. If I, I, I don't, yeah,
0: I I put my yeah, I put no, my bet on AEW for
1: sure. I, I think AEW is going to hang around for quite some time.
2: Yeah, I think I so too. Yeah, no, I really do. I really really hope it does. It is weird to me though. So Tony Khan's got AEW. I had no idea Nick Khan was in the WWE, which is his relative. I know it's not his father. His father owns the Jags, but it's his uncle, I believe. Nick Khan is in charge of, let me find my phone, talent operation? Like, doesn't that seem weird to anybody? Because somebody just mentioned it the other day.
1: Speaking of missed opportunities, by the way, this just popped in my mind. uh, Because he's no longer with WWE, um, but someone who should have got a push a long time ago, Cesaro.
2: Yeah, where do you think he ends up? Where do you think he ends up? I don't know. This sounds really bad. Like, I, honestly, I don't,
1: like, I don't want to say I don't see him going to AD, AEW, but I don't see him going to
2: AEW, if that makes sense. I don't think he fits AEW right now. He didn't have enough time to establish himself as a semi-edgy like edgy character at all. And so where I do think he ends up, and I guess we should talk about this, how do you guys feel about the control your own narrative group coming out? Or do you guys not know anything about that? <laughs> you heard about that? No clue. <laughs> Uh Braun Strowman EC3. Um uh, yeah, they started their own little promotion. Uh it ain't great. <laughs> it's it's right up there with like war wrestling, pretty much in Lima, which cracks me up because I I'll never forget. But that's Braun. how they start off, though. It, it is you gotta start I'll, somewhere. What makes me happy though is I remember Braun Strowman. I don't know if it was an interview or if it was an actual shoot. But he just crapped all over indie wrestlers because there was a bunch of them influxing into the WWE at the time, like AJ Styles and everything else. And he had a thing where he's just like, Yeah, I, I got to bypass the indies because when you're elite or you're top shit like me, you don't do indies. Indies is for losers, blah 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 blah. And it's
0: like, oh, that's all you got. Well, well, CT, I'm gonna say this, yeah, that's it's almost like war wrestling. The general admission is 25 bucks. Uh rolls two to four is 50. Front row is 100 and you get VIP tickets that is 125. Yeah, that's where carrying cross is going too. But again, you never know. It could easily be ECW kind of a moment. You know what I'm saying? It could. It could. It could turn around. I, and I think it'd be great if it did because I always
2: thought EC3 had way more talent than what was showcased as well. He had some really good runs in TNA. I actually I, I forgot how much time I spent watching TNA. I, I loved it. Uh, they had some really just great characters, in, like Abyss, I mean Rosemary's still amazing over there. Um, that's like Lita on crack. I mean, uh, <laughs> Taya Valkyrie. I cannot believe that she did not work out in NXT. I mean, they they pitched her completely wrong. But dude, the women...
1: topic of uh, the women wrestlers, Charlotte is top tier for me when it comes to I am women so wrestler. Deba- I'm sorry, like the she kills it. I'm a big I... Charlotte fan.
2: I, yeah, go ahead, Taj. I, 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 I gotta think about this one because I'm so split on this.
0: I, she's growing on me. I'll say that. She's growing (laughs) on me. At first, I didn't really like it. It's kind of like the AJ Styles kind of moment. Like, I I really didn't like her, but that probably is the reason why I should like her because she sewed it well. And, you know, her father is.
1: Yeah. You know her Exactly. Father. I was gonna. I was honestly, when I first watched her, I was like on the fence about her, and I wasn't a fan at first, and I was ready to judge her harshly just because she came from a, you know, a WWE family. Right. You can tell she works hard. Yeah. She doesn't expect it all to be given to her just because of her name. Yeah. No. She's. She's. And even when name. she utilizes that as a spin, because like she'll play it off like it is all because of the name, she still shows out in the ring and shows that it really isn't
2: just because right. of the name. You know it's weird to me is because I, I like Becky Lynch more, but I see the I see that Charlotte has mm. talent. Mm. Uh, like I here's that's the, where we're gonna butt heads. Okay, so check this out. I'll take I'll take <laughs> Becky on the mic with the gimmicks with the Charlotte's a better heel because she plays the queen shit too good. Where Becky yeah. was at her best was before she had her child with the man this new I shit, agree you know this new shit that her and Seth are doing with the whole like we're the it couple of the W I'm like Miz Maurice did that shit you get a new thing but I don't know I just I, I don't know if you've ever seen my wife but I got a thing for redheads so maybe that's where I'm biased I don't know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> understood no the, the man gimmick for me was amazing when I had never had the WWE Network when NXT first started becoming like an actual show by the time I got into it the Seths and all them, they were already in, you know, the Shield. So I was over at a friend's house, and he was watching it. The first ever match I saw was Becky Lynch versus um, her real name's Tennille Dashwood. She was the Australian chick that came out to the stupid techno music. She wasn't with WWE very long. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Yeah, she's gorgeous. I follow her on Instagram. Um, yeah, her real name's Tennille Dashwood. I just cannot remember. Yeah, again, she wasn't even there that long. But it was Becky Lynch versus her. And that was when Becky was just doing the whole like Irish thing, and I just was like, man, I like that girl's look. I like her moves. She had a last kicker, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last kicker. And so I was like, I got a feeling she's gonna do really well. And I'll never forget this. A few matches later, was Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks, but it was when Alexa Bliss was the cheerleader character yeah and i was like that girl will never do anything i was like that's that's just one of the alexa bliss killed it (laughs) she did and like i really like rhea ripley right now uh i think her future is a crazy bright too Rhea, rhea ripley's cool she's yeah i'm a bianca belair fan love bianca man the the uh the hair whip first time i ever saw that i was like oh that's cool shit her being able to hit that finisher on dewdrop my yeah. God, that was cool. I watched that shit live. Taj is like, I'm going to have to go back and watch all of this shit.
0: Yeah. Look, I got the peacock. I, I can just go back. I'm good. I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's taking notes. He's like, next time we talk, I'm going to know what the hell these guys are talking Listen, I was about
0: to say Sasha Banks, but that's because, you know, Sasha yeah, Banks. She's I she's like good. her.
2: I, I love Sasha Banks, but man, they just... It seems like she's starting to get injury ridden and on top of that she comes back and does the same shit every time this is bro. true i
1: give you that bro you, that. you hit it right on the head for me
0: every time we're, we're all time. friends
1: I, we're the was, we're the women's revolution sasha banks fan when she first was showing up i was like okay who's that okay. she's cool she's cool loved it.
0: right? she loved
1: was her. dope but it's like every other month she's out for injury She did this and that. it was just I just I was like, I'm over it. <laughs> and again, because well, you know
0: why, yeah. hold on, because you know why she was doing she was she was doing uh, the men in Lauren. Yeah, yeah. so she had things so so she had to she yeah. do. They they yeah. had yeah. to undertake her sometimes, you know, they'd be like, yeah. Oh, oh, he needs a vacation. Know, him. But
1: it's still yeah. like if you're watching WWE though, it's gonna burn you out, out as a fan because you get you start getting invested in a story. Yep. The story drops off for an injury. This is then true. You get invested this in a story, yeah. and it drops off again for an injury. And, and again he, i, he, I just, after a while you're just like you know what i'm done i'm i'm, I'm not invested in you anymore you're injury prone.
2: yeah and so, i wouldn't even care if she would come back and do something different she comes back saves the day acts cool with the person that she helped for two weeks and then backstabs him and i'm like yeah. right, cool. imagine that shocker yeah. like it's like it's like teaming up with randy orton the fact that orton has only RKO'd riddle like one or two times. I'm like, this is impressive. Usually he's punted somebody as partner in the headbind now. So and he and that was only in the beginning. They've been solid. It was, it was. It's it's been pretty cool.
0: So okay, it's first off, talk about the memorials back, pulling it back a little bit. Um we forgot to mention ultimate warrior. Uh <sighs> now, not by performance. I'm just looking more of the journey that he had to the end in his last like speech after you know he got the hall of fame. And that was Monday a good character he said what he up. said and he passed away afterwards. To me, that's kind of a, a staple of not only for the business, just the the journey that these guys in the in the locker room actually i
1: think the ultimate warrior i think of like hulk hogan and them though that's that. that, that this is that's true what it comes with me it only comes up with that era it this only is comes true. up with that whole area full of what the streamers on the arm and the hype and ooh, the overly hoking up and <laughs> shaking ropes that that that's what it makes me think of.
2: so you, you ever you ever hear that story about like you know don't meet your heroes kind of thing I definitely never (laughs) did you have one (laughs) I did not meet the ultimate warrior I would have loved to have honestly because growing up I always thought warrior was better than Hogan I always thought 100% better than everyone the run to the ring the shaking the ropes you know this and that and then as I got older I started you know rewatching matches and stuff I was like man this dude only has like minute 45 second matches well of course because he's you know a beast from the unknown Okay. okay When I was like 14, 15 years old, mom uh, went to a garage sale. She's like, "Hey, they had all these wrestling DVDs. I got you a bunch." I was like, "Cool, this is awesome." One of them was called uh, "The Destruction of the Ultimate" or "The Ultimate Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior." I remember that. Oh, uh, and I watched it, and my fucking heart Get just on. broke because he was such a bad person to so many people, like. He extorted vents at, a, I think, WrestleMania for X amount of dollars. I'm not going out there. Then they got past that, and he was fired. They brought him back. One of his first nights back, they're like, all right, go out there. Give us that warrior energy. He comes out in a fucking baseball hat and a T-shirt, a baseball cap. I'm like, it just, he went out of his way to be a dick. And on top of that, like, he thought he was better than wrestling, and he never learned the craft. It just it's, 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 it's definitely a documentary that does not paint him in a good light. So me trying to be who I am, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go find people that have good things to say about him. You can't, you can't, (laughs) they're not there. Like you do, you go to YouTube and put like literally until after he passed and like too many people do that. I think sometimes it's like, When somebody passes away, they're like, ah, you know, because I'm the same. I don't want to speak ill on the, you know, the dead, but a spade's a spade too. If I'm an asshole my whole life, don't go to my funeral and just be like, he was the sweetest guy. No, be honest. Like he was kind of funny sometimes, but he was an asshole a lot. Like, it just, I, I, it just, yeah, it really, like I said, it really broke my heart because I loved everything about the character. I loved the the paint. I loved the the hype, and. in in the era of kfab he was excellent um in the era of understanding backstage etiquette and you know how to work with people and just everything he did he was just not a, a great person i mean he even alluded to that in his speech when he came back that he would failed his daughters and his wife and i mean he said that like during his hall of fame thing and it was just like if you're that open and accepting about it, like to me, it just says that he like justified it in his head and it sucks because, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I didn't personally know the guy. It just not a great thing, but I am super glad that he got that kind of redemption. And I thought it was really great that they let him come back on the show. I hated the fact that he wore a paper mask instead of just putting the goddamn paint on. (laughs) But Like that's just (sighs) being a nitpicky wrestling fan. You know, we're all assholes. We all know better than everybody else.
0: So we, we brought up um, AEW and uh, TNA. Do you think WWE's steam will uh, diminish? Like, okay, so let's say AEW just becomes bigger and better. Do you think that will diminish? Or do you think because of NXT, you know, bringing in real real talent? Or, or do you really think that WWE will actually survive in the next, like, 10 years?
2: me personally, I, I actually think that Vince is, uh, I actually think he needs to pass it on. I think what triple H and Sean were doing with NXT, the gold brand was amazing. Uh, there for a while, those ratings were blowing out WWE left and right. And they had something really amazing going on there. Did it need some changes? Sure. I personally am not a big fan of the new NXT 2.0, uh, it's almost like when Vince sees something that could rival him, he does the Dusty Rhodes thing and he puts it in polka dots. And it feels like that's what he's doing in NXT. Like people were starting to like NXT more than w- like, the Raw and S- SmackDown. And they were perfectly set up to have like an invasion kind of storyline. And Vince said, nope, we're going to make it a confetti background and we're going to take all your 145 pound wrestlers and leave them down there in the kids' table. <laughs> right. It feels like he stifles shit that he looks at like a threat. And Triple H put a hell of a lot of work into that. Look at every NXT star that's come up to the roster. How many of them are like really mainstays? Short of the first, I call it the first wave. You have the Women's Revolution. You got the Shield guys, but beyond that, like they've ruined Neville. They've ruined um, uh, who's
1: King- that dude? Adam Cole didn't he? He left AEW
2: exactly like every single person that is a rock star. A, they had a heavy push on him in NXT too yeah he came up and beat Daniel Bryan that shit was amazing like well now I guess it's Brian Danielson back to his real name but when he was still there he challenged him he came out he kicked his head off like it just it's like Vince wants triple A everyone knows Vince wants big dudes Vince wants 6'8 Ultimate Warrior guys, Triple H realized not that, even that. You know like the it, they need
1: to be big like like Kevin Nash.
2: Yeah, like, he, he right. wants monsters. He wants freak shows. Triple H looked around the world and was like, "Dude, there's 120 pound guys in like Japan that people love." Shinsuke. Nakamura. That's why I was surprised when Big cast flopped off. I think that that Enzo was such a distraction. It just it was a package deal. You couldn't think about one without the other. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah 100 you know he's doing (laughs) great things though um which i don't know why he associated himself with enzo again but uh, i can't remember what he changed his name to but he just showed up and like the biggest issue everyone had was like oh he's not shredded i'm like the dude's seven four it's kind of hard to have that much muscle mass chill out but he's
1: at the same time you got you gotta think vince vince does he does give smaller guys chances too quite a bit yeah, like like, otherwise true. you wouldn't have guys like Ric Flair who's held, held the title freaking 16 times.
2: Yeah, but I, dude, think about how big Rick Flair was. The dirtiest was. player in the game, bro. Exactly. Right. Like and that's the thing is like I look at Eddie too. Like he he had an evolution point there for a while. Um but I do think there was a lot of head I remember when Finn Balor first came in the main roster and uh there was just a lot of comments I was reading online cuz I think Brock Lesnar was a champion at that point and somebody was like if you ever give me a world where a 145 pound guy with face paint on beats Brock Lesnar in any kind of fake scenario I'm done gonna- <laughs> like, right, fair, fair enough yeah yeah he, he couldn't have ate that guy like actually ate his body <laughs> which I do love what they're doing Brock right now by the way too, it's the funniest shit I've seen from him ever in his career yeah, I'm liking
1: that. I'm liking this whole feud between Brock and Reigns, but 100% I'm going for Reigns at WrestleMania.
2: They have to pass it. Like, they. yeah, you know, I agree with that. They, they have, to have to pass, pass it. it. And what better way to do it because that, that guy was so unbeatable for so long? Yeah, what a perfect way just to, you know, this is the new face. And,
0: and, and it would be important. redundant. Yeah. And it it'll would be redundant.
2: It would. I, I'm tired. Ty- I love Brock, but I'm tired of him showing up, winning a belt having six matches in a year and then losing it by some stupid stipulation or money in the bank situation and then disappearing for a year and then cut it's Sasha bank thing all over again. Rinse and repeat. Rinse. and repeat. <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll say if, if Brock wins, that's it. Brock just needs to bring back Sable. Okay. She's the, only, she's the only person. <laughs> she will listen to him. Like that's right. it. Just bring Sable out. Agreed okay so I know I, I felt that I felt that energy there did, did y'all know that that they are together right oh yeah okay all right I just want to put that out there yeah,
2: <laughs> no, put I the just, listeners I, out there they, yeah, yeah no, they are no, unfortunately when he won a, one of his UFC matches I saw her there and I was like yeah keep it on <laughs> she's probably about oof, she's got to be pushing 58 how old is sable now I gotta know she's showing her <laughs> i'll just say that like and i i love sable growing up but like yeah she don't i don't need her out there with no body paint on she's good
0: (laughs) she's probably somebody she's done she's done with the industry i remember an interview or something that she mentioned years back but yeah she's done she doesn't want to doesn't want to do anything with it anymore 53 years old it's all right
2: yeah, she doesn't look bad but uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm okay with it she can it's let's pass that torch we got let's young talent. <laughs> we, we, we them.
0: so all right guys we're gonna end this podcast we talked a lot about some wrestling which is awesome now i gotta go <laughs> and play the wwe 2k in, in its entirety my <laughs> oh, we'll
2: say yeah don't it's amazing that. you've actually got the disc version so you're gonna need to prime it first Put a little gas in there, crank the wheel. I'm telling you, man, go digital. It's so um, much better.
0: Oh, I'm trying my old traditional ways. I want to stick to physical, but yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go digital. Gotta go digital. All right, so we covered season one. Season two is gonna be phenomenal. Already, I think we have but uh, four guests. Wow. No six guests on deck a lots
2: a lot a lot we are so stoked a lot of contacting
0: them. uh three folks from cali i am just calls wink wink i'm going to contact them as well so we got a lot of stuff going on for season two i can't wait to get involved with the guests that's coming up and the topics I can't, that we to, have. I can't
2: wait to hear this new opener that we're gonna have
0: oh man i have no idea i mean i was supposed to get supposed to get some licensing uh okayed over sometime soon but <laughs> I'm a lawyer,
2: I'm have to get everybody involved, sign a contract. Keith, dude, thank you so much for coming on again. It's always yes. a blast talking with you, man.
1: No, it's been good, man. It's been Absolutely. Good. Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So always the positive note at the end. Always sabotage the moment. Stay positive. Stay humble. Chris, what you got?
2: Be kind. I'll say it again. Uh, please do me a favor. The be kind slogan is not 100% mine. Uh, there's a girl on TikTok. Uh, she is a very special girl. Her mother has helped her with a be kind movement. I promise you, if you just go to TikTok, look up be kind or Google search it, um, you can learn a little bit more about her condition and the things that she has. She's an absolutely uh, beautiful soul. And the things that they are doing to uh, help people with Uh, disabilities with the Be Kind Movement. I think it's called BeKindMovement.com. I'll have to double check that. But if not, again, Be Kind TikTok. You'll find her. Um, She is absolutely adorable. They are doing t-shirts and coffee mugs and all the money is going to research to help with certain disabilities. Um, But I had not known that when I first started saying it. I came across it a couple weeks ago. And so I want to plug it because I think it's a really good thing. But I absolutely believe the message they have is: please be kind to each other, always love each other. The world has enough hate. Be the light in it. Be kind.
0: I am just cause. What you got?
2: Well,
1: uh, but for those who you know are faced with adversity, just remember one simple phrase: tough times don't last; tough people do.
0: Love it. I love it. I love it. And um, also. Just a quick note, we all know what's going on in the world with Russia. So if you want to make any donations, please uh, go to www.unicefusa.org and make your donations. There's many donations out there. So if you don't like that one, please do your research and make sure you get the right donations so it can connect to those in the Ukraine. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. on, On the side of that. Thank you guys. Thank you. I am just calls for coming in. CTG Martin always and later days.